welcome to episode 61 of the Portsmouth Running Podcast. As always, I am your host, Daniel Del Piccolo, and very pleased that you can join us here on the show. Today I'm flying solo due to schedule clashes. However, in place of Dave uh, and, and I today, I have a couple of great show segments uh, that I'm sure you are going to enjoy. So first up, runners, um, something I know that you will be interested in for sure, there's a run happening in just a couple of weeks' time that I wanted to, to highlight. Um, it's happening at night here in South Sea, along the seafront, and it's called Run in the Dark. That's right, this event is happening on the 9th of November from 8 o'clock in the evening to 10 o'clock at night. There is a 5km or 10km option, uh, both starting from the East Nice Swimming Pool all the way to Clarence Pier for the 5k. Uh, and for those that wish to take part in the 10k, uh, we'll be heading all the way back to the East Nice Swimming Pool. There's going to be glowing armbands, there's going to be a medal, it's going to be a whole load of fun. And the sign-up details are in the show notes that I have released on Instagram uh, and also from our lovely guest, Danielle, who talks us through kind of like the whys and the hows and the whens um, of the run in our short introduction clip coming up. Then following our segment with Danielle uh, and Run in the Dark, we have uh, a really special couple of guests on the show to talk to us um, about some really good work being done to fill food banks uh, uh, around the UK, actually, not just not just in the local area. Uh, and also not just for Christmas, um, I guess all year round. Uh, and I know that this food bank run will be close to the hearts of many of our local running clubs and running groups in the area. Um, just because I think yes, it goes so well with running uh, and it's so easy to do and it's really easy to set up a run and a donation day or night with your local food bank. And I know that the clubs are involved in that already. Um, but my guests, uh, Sarah Donahay from Ferrum Running Club and also Craig Winter from Runner and our lovely David Harvey, uh, join us for a group chat all about the food bank run and how everyone can get involved. Uh, and that's in the main show segment after our intro. Uh, I really highly recommend that everyone listen to that interview because uh, Sarah Donaghy from uh, Fair and Running Club, who I mentioned earlier, has an incredibly powerful story uh, detailing her reasons and her drive behind the food bank run. Uh, and yeah, it's it's definitely got an impact to her story. So, so do listen to that. And last but not least, a huge amount of love for everybody out there who did fantastic at the Great South Run. Uh, it really was a, a fantastic day out. I I ditched my number in the morning and decided to to watch the run. I, I feel that it's it's kind of one of those events, you know, being a local that is just as fun to support on the side as it is to actually take part. So so I had fun with the cameras, taking some photos, some video clips, and yeah, it was just incredible to run. And obviously, I got FOMO definitely while I was watching that. So um, yeah, I, I I kind of in a way wish I hadn't, but uh, yeah, it was really fantastic, kind of watching you all go past at the mile nine mark which is where I, I, I watch and I know I saw quite a few of you out there a few previous guests on the show as well yeah some some fantastic times well done to everybody uh, and also uh, well done to those who received yeses and those who received noes for their London Marathon ballot entries uh, remember if it's a no there's so many good marathon options out there at the moment you know you really don't have to worry there's this there's a race for everybody most weekends nowadays um, but you know also <laughs> there is the um, <clears throat> smogathon <clears throat> just uh, getting it in there uh, keep listening and watching the show 
space for, for details about that later on because it is happening next year. And that's it from me, nice and short this week, uh, to make room for our couple of uh, show segments and our fabulous guests we've had on. Uh, Dave and I are off this weekend to run our first ever Trek 100 miler, um, and I'm sure we'll, we will be back in a couple of weeks' time to go through all of the, the fun and gory details of that race, and very much look forward to speaking to you all again soon. Uh, sending much love to you all. I hope you go, your running is all going well. And until next time, here we go. Enjoy the show. To kickstart this week's show, uh, I have a very a special guest, an opening few minutes. Uh, and I'm pleased to welcome Danielle Francesca Rohan, who is organizing uh, an amazing running event right here on the seafront in Portsmouth. Uh, and it's happening in just a few weeks' time. So uh, so runners, do have a listen, uh, and please give a warm welcome to Danielle. Danielle, how are you doing? Hi, Daniel. Thanks for having me on. It's really good to be here. Um, yeah, really well. Thank you. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. And I know we, we kind of put this together very, very quickly, and you're here to tell us all about uh, a special event that's happening in just a few weeks' time here in Portsmouth on the seafront that hopefully a few runners will will kind of get into and, and maybe enter as well. So... Um, tell us all about what's happening because uh, it's pretty exciting. Sure, absolutely. So um, we've got an event called Run in the Dark. It's a pop-up event that's happening in Portsmouth. And, uh, it's on the 9th of November from 8 in the evening till 10. And there is a it's a run from East New Swimming Pool down to Clarence Pier. Mm-hmm. And that's the 5K option. But there is, an also, there is also an option to do a 10K and run from Clarence Pier back to East New Swimming Pool. And um, the whole idea about the run in the dark comes from, um, it's a global event. So it's happening from in Dublin, San Diego, San Francisco, and virtually as well. So people can take part all around, from all around the world, which oh, wow. is okay. it's really cool. Yeah. Awesome. So be, being part of like a bigger event that's happening kind of in all those major cities around the world. That's, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So, so, so tell us um, a little bit about the story behind it and, um, and kind of why it's like Run in the Dark. Sure. Um, Run in the Dark was started by a family friend of mine. His name's Mark Pollock. Mm-hmm. He has some really good TED Talks and Google Talks out there. He's a really inspirational guy. Um, back in 1998, he lost his his sight and um, he became an adventure athlete and he was competing in ultra endurance races and uh, he was the first blind man to uh, race to the South Pole. Wow. So it's really, really sort of into his sports despite his disability. And um, unfortunately, in 2010, he had a terrible accident where he fell from a second story window. Wow, right. killed him yeah um he broke his back and the damage to his spinal cord left him paralyzed um so his new goal he's you know re- rebuilt himself twice wow that's now. amazing um but his his goal is to um cure paralysis in in our lifetime by exploring the intersection where humans and technology collide so He's had a, an exoskeleton built. Okay. And um, he's work, worked really hard with some technology companies. And he's actually walked 
Wow, which is just f- phenomenal, um, really. But um, is, this, is this like an exoskeleton that kind of has to um, he has to be attached to like permanently, or or just something that um, you're able to remove like temporarily, or how do, how does it work? Do you, yeah, just, so just curious so about that. But you put it on and temporarily, and it gives you the ability to stand again and walk okay. but it is it's very early days technology wow. um but that's his his goal and he he travels the world speaking to to people he's a m- motivational speaker and um he just you know really inspires me because yeah. uh, to go we all have our, mm, yeah, yeah i mean we, we all have our, our problems and our, our things that get us down but to be affected so terribly and be able to pick yourself up and keep going Mm. I think there's a lot to to look at that and think yeah uh, things aren't so bad I can I can carry on or I can pick myself up and dust myself off and do something else that is yeah that is that is really incredible I think it's like going to be a fantastic event to kind of be a part of and and help towards it so i guess like entry fee money and stuff goes towards the collaborative cures that's right yeah the charity is is collaborative cures and um the entry fee is is 22 pounds um to enter and that goes towards um trying to cure paralysis and you get uh, a medal at the end and you also get a flashing armband so we'll all look very good running down the seafront lighting yeah, look great at night <laughs> darkness yeah <laughs> brilliant brilliant excellent so, so so what time does does this happen as you said i think you said earlier 8 p.m am i right yeah so it starts at eight and uh there's a loose finish time at 10 8 till 10 um okay. we'll be down there so yeah it should be a spectacle to see at least <laughs> brilliant brilliant and and danielle there's um, a website that we can go to to, to sign up. How, how would we go about doing that for, for people? Yeah. If you go to the runinthedark.org, mm-hmm. you'll learn a lot about the event. And also, if you scroll down the page, you'll see that there's numerous places where you can take part, but there will Portsmouth will be featured, featured on there. Okay. And um, that will take you to an event page where you can book in. Brilliant. Excellent. And And you'll be there on the night as well? I'll be there. Yeah, there's excellent. a good few of us that are organising and um, preparing. So, oh, yeah. excellent. That's great. Is, is there good. an age limit, by the way? Because we do have some like younger runners in the city who are always interested in taking part. But um, is, is there an age limit or restriction? That's a good point. Uh, so over 14s. Over 14s are okay. Brilliant. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's good. That's good to know as well. Because we have like obviously with the park run down here and stuff, you've got a lot of families and younger kids taking part. So. It's good for them to know in case like families wanted to come along together. So, yeah, Brilliant. absolutely. More, more the merrier. Excellent, <laughs> Danielle. This is fantastic. You know, this is what the show is all about, and um, I think it's great. It's great what um, what Mark's doing and, and what you're doing, having the run down here in Portsmouth, and hopefully we get some listeners interested in going along to, uh, yeah. to earn themselves another medal. Thank you so much for for having me on. I really appreciate that. And, it's a um, pleasure. It's an absolute pleasure. Nice to meet you, and yeah, maybe see each other at a park run or along the seafront sometime soon absolutely sure. thanks Thank Daniel. Daniel good luck with it see you soon cheers bye 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 here we go the first time in ages where we've actually recorded an episode of the show with more than just one guest so uh 
So I hope you guys are feeling good and ready to go. Yep. Yeah, let's do it. All good. Cool, cool, cool. So introductions are first up, obviously, on the show today. I have Sarah Donaghy joining us all the way from up north at Fairham Running Club. I think it's called, not Joggers. Um, well, up north, I say as well, Sarah, because um, it's north for us down here. So, uh, <laughs> so hello and warm welcome to the show to you. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Yeah, it's good today. Excellent, excellent. Glad you can join us. And and also joining us is someone who is, is not new to the show um, and will be making, I think, now your third appearance on the show, Craig. Is that right? I believe it is, yeah. Third, you're almost like a permanent feature of the show, Craig. But yeah, no other um, than Craig Winter, uh, co-creator, owner of Runner Clothing. Um, so Craig, welcome back, man. Welcome back. Have you recovered from from your Great South Run experience dressed as Big Bird? <laughs> yes, just about. I think it's it's kind of... Uh, that's capped my year of running, so I think that's pretty much finished me off for uh, until Christmas now. <laughs> Sarah, honestly, it was it was a sight. I was stood at the the nine mile mark of the Great South Run, taking photos, and I had a GoPro in one <laughs> hand and my phone in the other hand, and watching all these runners go past. And suddenly, this gigantic bird stops at the side of the road. <laughs> and Craig, I real, it was so nice because I realised it was your it was your family, obviously stood there, your wife and kids and stuff, and it was it was so nice. You you took the mask off. You looked extremely hot. <laughs> <laughs> It was, yeah, so, so hot that day. It was ridiculous, but it was good fun. Put a smile on people's faces. It was worth it. Yeah, amazing. And I saw the hot dog obviously run past as well. So that was quite, that was quite funny. But uh, Sarah, did you by any chance um, come down? Was was the club down for the Great South? Um, there's lots of people in the club. No, I, I wasn't there. No, I, um, I'm just trying to get back into running this year. It's been a tricky year for me. So, um, yeah, we're just, well, yeah, well back in. I, I've, yeah, I, I I just got the email today actually um, for the marathon, so um, I'm guessing that will be my next one. <laughs> uh, what the the Portsmouth Coastal? No, no, London. the London Marathon. Uh, of course, of course. How silly of me! I've I've been seeing it all <laughs> all day long. All the posts of London. Did you get a Did you get a positive entry? I did. Yep. Um, this is my sixth time, luckily, getting in, but it'll be my third time running it. Wow. So, I yeah. think there's be a lot of people listening to this, Sarah, that are like, six times? That's unfair. I know. It's a, it's a joke at my club. It is an absolute joke that um, I would just enter every year and I would just get in. And um, yeah, I don't I don't even know how. It just, just happens. And I thought, oh, you know what? I'm going to try again this year. And yeah, <laughs> brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Dave, are you in? I, I, I'm not snow, but I must have applied every year for the last ten years and never got a place. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Yeah, well, I've got someone to aim my anger at now. Yeah. Do you know what they used? They used to do that, and they uh, at the club, and they used to ask me um, about what I was putting on my forms and things, and it used to be times, wasn't it? So people used to think it was about my times that I put on. But the last two times, I don't think there has been a timing um, category. So I don't know. Ah. Just lucky. Maybe it's like some kind of like compute, like deep embedded a computer glitch in the code somewhere, where you're like the letters of your name and your address or something like form some kind of automatic yes entry or something <laughs> well, I, I, I have this um I have this other little hobby where I enter competitions and I do win a lot so maybe that is the answer I don't know right Sarah you're buying you're buying lottery tickets <laughs> <laughs> 
Brilliant, okay. brilliant. And listen, Dave, obviously you've, you, you've, you've been speaking a little bit at the moment, but wanted to welcome you as well. And you need no introduction, but uh, yeah, Sarah and Craig, Dave, obviously my co-host, ultra running oh, yeah. legend uh, from, from Clanners up a little bit further, oh, and, further north. And I think you're far too nice, Dan. I'm not a legend at all, but I'm, just, I'm stupid. <laughs> well, I'm not normally nice to you, Dave, but I, but I, but I am on the show, yeah. so I have, to, I have to keep this, this not... nice, this nice guy facade going. You know, absolutely. It's nice to hear it every now and again. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Well, good. We're all here, so um, so this is fantastic. And uh, yeah, just thanks again, everyone, for for taking the time to come on. Um, and yeah, we're going to kind of tell the listeners now about all the kind of amazing um efforts that are going on to to help fill food banks um i guess like not only in the area but it sounds like certainly you've been busy kind of doing doing like wider kind of uh, organization of, of food banks all over the place so um, i know a lot of people out there kind of like rely on on those kind of donations you know through harder times in the year and stuff so i think it's it's super important so so sarah i'm going to come to you first and um i guess yeah. kind of dive s- straight into it and um you know feel free like if, if there's anything i don't ask during this interview just you know just bang in there with the details anything you think is important but I guess, firstly, um, you know, how did it start and, and how did you come to be involved in it all? Um, it started a few years ago, actually. Um, so I'm part of um, the Fair and Running Club and um, our, um, our race, um, our running secretary, Faye up like he does quite regularly yep. um, and gives me these great ideas that he always has. So one of them was like, Sarah, I just want to rock up to a food bank and donate food and um, do you think we can do it and I was like yeah yeah okay yeah and he was like brilliant if you can sort it out that'd be, that'd be great um so I was just thinking okay um how could we do this how could we do this um yeah. and fortunately at the time I was going to a mother's and toddlers group and I just happened to be sitting next to somebody that volunteered for a food bank and I said, look, if we if we run to a place and donated a load of food, um, would that be okay? And she was like, yes, <laughs> definitely. Um, so we we set a date, um, we set a route, um, and um, we we had somebody at the church, the local church, um, mm-hmm. open up and have a, a bag ready to collect the food and we didn't know how many people were going to do it or what was going to happen yeah. and um yeah so she got out her her little bag for life and she said here we go and I was like well I think there might be a bit more than that but we'll see um and my kids were all there outside waiting for these runners and then suddenly there was like five come then another five and another ten and oh, like wow. nearly a hundred people were just running into this church with backpacks just full and we we just stood there like gobsmacked to be really honest with you it was just um I mean the lady from the feedback was just blown away we were thinking how we how are we going to feel, you know, how are we going to get all this to the feedback now from the church and we're planning the next day. And it was just, the feeling was amazing. And um, yeah, everybody was just itching to do it again. Um, Gosh. So we did. <laughs> wow. Um, so so did, yeah. just a question for you. Did, um, so, so obviously it's, it's very kind of running related to people just rock up with like, with like bag, like backpacks with food or, or were they driving the food there? 
and backpacks of food. Okay. So I'm just going to move because my hamster started going. No worries at all. <laughs> no worries at all. This this is all the real stuff. And 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 actually, um, you know, I was going to mention it earlier, but but obviously, Craig, one of the reasons why you're here is because there's a big tie-in now with with Runner and and you guys. I know getting very much on board with Sarah and helping um advertise this and and make it bigger and better. And and you know, Craig, you guys do such good stuff in the running community. So we're going to, we're going to come on to you in a sec, but yeah. I guess Sarah, like I, that sounds like that first food bank run was like a massive success then. So you weren't, they weren't expecting that many people and how much actually got donated in the end? I, I, I don't know. Like it was, it was tons, tons and tons of food. Honestly, it was crazy. Um, and then of course we did it for the next couple of years and then the pandemic hit yep. Um so we did it in February and the pandemic hit in the March. So it was like the last thing that we kind of did as a, a club all together. Um, so it was quite special, that last one that we did before 2020, in 2020. Um, and then, um, yeah, then it kind of started up again this year um, and everybody was, well, it was really itching to do it. Yeah. Um but this year it was it was a bit it was a bit different for for me especially um so when we came to try and start it up again um i was actually i was actually pregnant at the time i didn't really know how much i could really help with um what was happening yeah. um, so i kind of left it to everybody else this this year um and set up the links we actually ran to a different food bank this time um, to Waypoint and yeah, it was, it was, it was getting exciting like it was always. Um, and then in, in January, sadly, um, our little baby was stillborn. Okay. Um, so not to put a damper on, on the podcast, but, um, you know, that, that's, that's what happened. Um, and I literally hit complete rock bottom. Um, it was, yeah. I could was, imagine. Yeah. 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 It was tough. It was really tough. Um, but when I when I came out of hospital, um, something amazing happened to me. Um, I had um, the community came around. These ladies, they all decided to cook my family food, and okay. every night they came out with a meal for my whole family, and brought wow. it into my house and just fed us. It was. Yeah crazily special it was every time I took a mouthful of the food it was making me better and it was restoring me wow and I just thought I've got to go back and help with this food bank run I really got to because what these people have done for me is what we are doing for the community as well we're feeding people when they need it the most and instead of it just being the food bank run, aren't we great? Like we're donating all this food. I was feeling it. It was, you know, it happened to me. I mm. needed the food and we needed we mm. needed it as a family. Um, so, so, so just on that, so who were these people? Were they part of the food bank or were they nurses or friends? It was uh, my next door neighbour. She um, mm. rallied round all these women and um and i mean i we've got a big family there's you know we're 
there's six of us here on earth and Katie in heaven and um you know it's a big family to feed and all these people just bring roastiness to us and um you know just you know casseroles just really good food it was just amazing yeah um yeah well one of the things that always surprises me that is um you know working in mental health is the generosity of others and that even when you don't feel like anyone is around you, anyone is there for you, there's there's always a, something that surprises me about the sense of community that you can get. And mm. currently working in the hospital, um, you know, when, when things get really hard for people, there's a sense of coming together for them. And it might be, you know, just making people a cup of tea, a bit of toast, um, and just really sort of like caring for them and nurturing for them. It sounds like, that you know, your neighbours gave that to you and these friends gave that to you at a time of like real struggle, really. Yeah, definitely, definitely, without a doubt. Like, uh, you know, we would have been living off chicken nuggets, to be honest with you. <laughs> and, um, you know, and it's nothing and, wrong with um, chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Um, but I think, you know, one of the things that I've noticed at the food bank is um, the, the waypoint they've been giving out these meal kits about, um, you know, how to make spaghetti bolognese and all the ingredients in the bag. And it's just that having nutritious food as well, isn't it? Um, it's not just yeah. about, you know, that junk food that you can kind of like get by on. It's about having the right type, which, you know, it just it just really hit home. So I jumped back on and um, a week before the funeral was back in there, welcoming all the runners at the oh. food bank. And it was the most special year ever this year. Um, which is why I was like telling everybody when I was there, I was like, we can't keep this to ourselves. We have to go nationwide. We have to get everybody doing this. Every food bank should be filled. We can't just do it here. <laughs> I think it just sparked a little fire in me. <laughs> wow. That's like amazing, amazing stuff. Like you just telling that story has, has, has given me goosebumps. And I, I don't know about you, Craig, like you, you obviously, you know, you guys have been very much involved in, in the community and 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 various you know, raising awareness for various charities and all sorts of things but like that story must must make you it's pretty powerful stuff isn't it yeah definitely i mean when i first caught up with sarah um what a few months ago now and yeah. she sort of went through the backstory and what she's been through personally it was like it's it's given it gives a real sort of personal um emphasis behind what she's setting out to do um and we're always looking for things to kind of highlight within the running community we know how awesome the running community are and when you hear what sarah's talked about it's happened over the last four or five years it shows how they they do the community does step up to the plate in times of need yeah absolutely absolutely i completely agree with that um well yeah that's uh proper powerful stuff and sarah listen i just wanted to say a big thank you for sharing that as well because you know it's not it's, it's often not easy to speak about so yeah really appreciate you kind of opening up and, and sharing that with us and wow um now craig listen i'm going to st stick with you for a sec now i know how kind of like as i said before how active runner are kind of as a brand in the running community like not only for running though but also like you know using running to do good things and kind of helping others and and i wanted to kind of like for you as well just highlight a couple of those um, because you've raised, you know, money for for Mind through your virtual runs, um, you you're very outspoken about, you know, safety and um, for women when they're out running. You know, you've been involved more recently with like, you know, clothing, how to, uh, like donating old shoes. I think you've done some work recently with um, Harry Morgan from from Jog On as well, and you know the list goes on. Um, 
So, so how did you how did you initially meet Sarah? <laughs> so it was a few months ago. Um, I was working away at home where I do, and I was listening to a radio phone in, and they were talking about food banks. And obviously, this year everyone's seen the cost of living is going up, and there's a lot of things going on in the world which are affecting the, the prices of stuff. And the over the overall statistic was that there are more and more food banks opening and there are more and more people using those food banks and the the phone in had they encouraged people to phone in who had started using food banks so i'm sat there listening to it trying to do some work but I'm, I, I can never when i get really enthralled in what i'm listening to i find it almost impossible to work so i'm sat there just listening to the radio yeah. and they've got families phoning in where both parents are in full-time work the mum in one example had a second job and they were they were paying the 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 rent or the mortgage they were paying other other bills but the the food bill was kind of like fourth or fifth on the list of things they had to pay and what they'd done is they'd found themselves having to go to a food bank and I've got a, a wife here at home two young boys and we're able to put food on the table and have a fridge full of food and I it wasn't I realized how fortunate we are to be in the position we're in so I knew that Ferrum had done a food bank run in the past so I thought Runner offers a great platform to encourage other runners to do good things. So I thought, why not use Runner as a platform to encourage others to do a food bank run? So I reached out to Fairham. We um, know a couple of the guys there, and they put me in touch with Sarah, who was the the welfare officer at the time. So we exchanged emails. Um, I went to meet Sarah and realised that over twenty years ago we went to school together. Oh wow! It was, <laughs> it was quite ridiculous. So. Same we, year we and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same year. <laughs> this is going back. I'm showing our age now. Sarah. No, um, don't do that. <laughs> Twelve years ago. Um, no, five. a little bit more than that. Five, five years ago. <laughs> yeah, make it five. There you go. But but no, it was great. And and the the, the timing of of myself reaching out to to Ferrum and to Sarah coincided with the really powerful story that share, that Sarah has just shared with us. In that she's been what she's been through in the past 12 months and she's now kind of on a um a really positive mission to get more people involved in a food bank run and it just so happened that i wanted to try and do something in the same sort of um area as this so the, the timing was amazing for us to come together and sit down and talk through some ideas and it's it's snowballed pretty quickly to the point where sarah's been in contact with a huge amount of clubs and individuals and food banks and universities and gyms up and down the country. Um, she's, wow. we were just chatting before, before recording this, where she's got people reaching out to her. So she's almost, Sarah's almost not having to do all the chasing. People want to get involved with this. They understand the importance of food banks, the, the cost of living, how more and more people are, have been drawn into using food banks and, no doubt, unfortunately, more and more people are going to have to use them over the coming sort of weeks and months as we go through the, the winter. Yeah, well, yeah, we all know what the kind of like financial climate's like at the moment and things are are really difficult for a lot of people. So uh, so I think that's great. And I, I love just how, how your guys' story and kind of journey kind of came together. I think it's great. You know, it's like the universe has almost kind of like had a plan, doesn't it? It feels very, very natural and very right. So I'm glad that you guys can kind of help each other out with that. Now, Craig, you um you mentioned like there are some interesting stats around kind of food banks and stuff, and you guys have created. Um, I think it's I think it might be a Facebook page that you've got with kind of like all the details about what's required to kind of do a food bank run and kind of organize one. Is that is that right? And there's a few stats on there as well. 
Yeah, so we initially, um, the idea was how can we make it really simple for people to understand what we're doing, how they can get involved and basically run their own food bank run. So over on Facebook, we've got a Facebook page, which is Food Bank Run. Um, we're currently just nearly on 300 members. So this this page went live maybe three or four weeks ago. Yeah, three weeks um, ago, yeah. Three weeks cool. ago. And all we've got on there, it, I say all we've got on there, we've got a really nice, simple five-step guide to how people can get involved with running their own food bank run. Yeah, it's really it's, good. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really, really simple. Like Sarah's yeah. done it several times with, with Fair and Running Club. And it's... Uh, I guess it could be quite daunting for a club to think, crikey, I've got to put on my own event. There's no there's no start and finish fanfare. It's literally a case of runners meeting at the start, running a few miles, doesn't have to be a huge distance, to the food bank that they've hopefully been in contact with beforehand. And it just hopefully will give people a guide as to how they can set their own um, food bank run up. Um, as I say, we've got nearly 300 people who have joined the, the Facebook group and they're constantly sharing which club they're part of which food bank they're linked to the fact that they've been chatting to their committee and a committee are on board i think your, your average club in the uk has probably got somewhere between sort of three or four hundred members plus lots more mm. people that are linked with the club so it's been a really powerful way of helping get the message out there we, we put the same information on, on a page on our um on our website as well so it's got all the same information there but um yeah we're, we're hoping and with all the, the, the contacting people that sarah's doing that it will just keep growing and growing over the coming weeks and months yeah i think i think you hit the nail on the head there like what i saw on that page made it look really simple and something that anybody could kind of get involved in so you know whatever you guys are doing with that page carry on because it's working and yeah it just looks like it's just something that's manageable for, for for anybody to do so so this is great and um i get like sarah you've had good kind of like responses and stuff on there and um you know it, Craig, yeah, yeah. Craig said you've been in touch and people are getting in touch with you now and and how's that all how's that all going and, and how's it managing and by the way your video that you did on there was, was amazing as well i thought it was great oh, thank you thank you i was very nervous about doing that so yeah it's, this is this isn't not my world okay i'll just put that out there i'm a, I'm a practical teacher um so you know i'm so grateful for craig coming on board because he's just helped me with all the technical stuff and things um i can teach you phonics really easily but <laughs> <laughs> and technical things you know and um and muscle white photography have done all the um videos for us which is just brilliant it's just been you know really really good to be able to have um the stuff that I couldn't do yeah. <laughs> happen so but what I really wanted to do was I didn't want um I just didn't want the emails going out that were weren't personal because for me this has been a personal journey mm -hmm. um so I I I remember having the meeting um and everybody looking at me when I said I want to I want to reach out personally to every club and everyone looked at me like you can't do that like and I was like yeah I think I can um okay. so I've been going through every town in this country and every way possible trying to send a personal message to each club and reach out to them and then reply personally as well wow. um so that's really really, really poured yeah. your kind of heart and soul into this then it's uh it sounds like you've done a lot of a lot of work and 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 actually, Dave, like I'm, I'm thinking at the moment. I don't, I don't know if you're thinking what I'm thinking, but perhaps maybe we could. I mean, I, I don't know. A podcast allowed to join in and uh, and organise a run. 
<laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of runners out there who are not members of clubs who might, who might, you know, off the back of the show want to want to come and join in. So, so um, I might be in touch. I might be one of those emails coming coming your way soon, Sarah. That's brilliant. And do you know what's been really kind um, is that everyone's been so lovely back um, mm. when they when they message and when they reply. It's everyone's like. I mean, first of all, um, I've started with phone calls and I started phoning up people and I was spending an hour on the phone to everybody. Wow. Um, I realised that I can keep that up with 3,000 odd clubs. <laughs> yep. So, um, yeah, so we've, I moved off the phone to message, which um, kind of works a little bit better. But, um, yeah. yeah, I miss those phone calls. <laughs> wow. Well, well, I, I see what there's there's a lesson in this so far. Is that, and I think that kindness leads to kindness would be like something that, that really kind of like rings for me as a theme speaking to you and you know it's it's interesting that you kind of say how important it is for people to be getting like food and and at certain times of the year and and like how like how you described every mouthful and the nutrition value that you feel in every mouthful when when someone's feeding you at a time of need um, but also you know the simple acts of kindness that you're providing mm -hmm. for people that goes a long way further down the line as well, where those people will will offer kindness in in a similar way to somebody else through that. So well, you know, the chain is never ending, really. Yeah, well, on that, um, so I, I I chose to um to carry my baby for an extra week because I didn't want her to be born on the same day as my other daughter's birthday. Okay. Um, and and that was a, that was a personal choice. Uh, the doctors kind of like, um <laughs> were against it, but um. And um, for that week, my, my children couldn't cuddle me and stuff like that. Um, it was a very hard week, um, which, mm. you know, understandably would be for anyone, yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah. um, one of the things when I came out of hospital, my son said, can I cuddle you? And I said, yeah, 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 you can cuddle me now. And he said, look, can we make a list of 100 things to make us smile again? And I said, yeah, we'll, we'll do that. And uh, one yeah. of them was to pay it forward. Um and I think that list has been the thing that's been driving me. And that last one on it is pay it forward. And and this, I said to him, I said, this is our pay it forward. People helped us. This is our pay it forward. We need to see this through. So, wow. um, well, so it's quite special. That. You're certainly doing that. And and Sarah, you're an amazing woman, like speaking about this and and the things that you've done and, and to your family as well. And to you guys, Craig, just absolutely, absolutely amazing um yeah. yeah i don't think there's anything more i can say on that really <laughs> so yeah so thank so, you uh, yeah just just one question so um obviously there's like over the news over the past few years there's been a kind of real um the narrative the narrative is that food banks have been in much more demand much higher demands than we're seeing people wouldn't really expect to come to food banks so mm -hmm. you know and i think the classic one is uh, nhs nurses that kind of that kind of person yeah. that you wouldn't really imagine would need a food bank but is there anyone that you're seeing that you're surprised with is that you know what's the demographic what you know how how popular is it really uh, i went i went in on um friday to the food bank to um we were filming for um the food bank's perspective of the food bank um, run and um as yeah. a teacher i was really surprised to hear that it was lsa's um right. and yeah. it, it really that really I was like well because I'm, I'm part of the senior leadership of my school and um I thought when I when I go back I need to make sure they're okay because these people like give their their all they're, they're their the life and soul of the school and to hear that 
LSAs were struggling. I was just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, that, that shouldn't be happening. And the food bank was saying that they were planning on um, opening before school and after school because most of the people that are coming in now are working people. And, right, um, wow. you know, that really was like, wow, this is, this isn't, this isn't how this isn't right. This shouldn't be happening. Like, what, what's, what has happened? Um, and I think, I really you feel, know, yeah, yeah, carry on. It, it really feels like that life has turned up the brutality a little bit over the last kind of year or so, and the, the, the struggle and, and the squeezing of people has got kind of more real. And mm. I, you know, I'm in a for, fortunate position that I can go and buy food, um, but. You know, working in an area that's got people from all walks of life in it for all different pay, and and the uh, stress that you hear from other people about their pay, particularly if they're kind of support workers, probably similar to an LSA, um, it you know you sort of think, wow, are these people actually struggling so much that they they need to go and use a food bank after they've left the hospital to go and make ends meet, and um and it really surprises me. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does me, and also you don't know you don't know what people are going through as well, um, personally as well. Um, you know what we, we talk about just the cost of living, but it's the other personal stuff that could be happening. Um, when I was when I was eighteen, I went and worked um, for um, a couple of years in London and worked in a homeless centre. And um, the, I remember the first week just going in being quite um shocked by the smell and everything that's going on and thinking oh, I can't do this and the guys were really wise that worked there and said can you just go and sit and have breakfast with some of these guys and um I just always remember this one was one boy uh, it was a boy he was, he was 25 he was the same age as me when I went and um he he had broken up with his wife and his wife had left him with his boy and he just had broken down completely and he lost his job as an architect and he was just homeless. And I was just like, oh, it could be anyone, couldn't it? Like, and that was a real wise thing for the workers to do was to actually let me sit down and talk with people and find out people's personal situations before you make that judgment call. And within a few mm -hmm. weeks, we had him back, back in a home, back on, in society the right way. And so for some people, yeah. using a food bank might just be a couple of weeks just to get back on track, back to, you know, let's, yeah. let's, let's, let's yeah. find that employment, let's do this. Sarah, Craig, is there anything that you guys would like to add, um, something that we haven't covered that you think might be might be important, a bit more information for people out there who might be listening, um, anything else that you that you want to kind of, kind of add in before we come to a close? I think for me is that, Coming into this, I've, I've never, I've still never taken part in a food bank run, and I think listening to Sarah and the reason why she's doing this, and she's articulated really well the types of people that are going to benefit from it. Anyone that's listening to this, whether you're an individual, whether you're part of a club or a group or whatever, anyone can get involved. Just find your local food bank, reach out to a running buddy. Um, it only needs you could probably do it on your own. Get a couple of people. Just, just encourage everyone to get involved because the the, the feel-good factor in the, the people you're helping um, is just phenomenal. And I'm really looking forward to seeing like, how many people we can get involved with this. Fantastic, Craig. Thanks. Sarah, anything you, you'd like to add? Yeah, um, I just want to get the food banks filled in February. February is a really tough time for um, 
for food banks because you have October, which you've got harvest, and then you've got Christmas. People are giving lots of schools gifts and things like that. And February, nothing really happens, and it's a really, really hard month um, for food banks. So, so I, I just want you to just build them. That's what uh, my my heart is, and. And also, if you need to use a food bank, don't be embarrassed. Honestly, it's it's fine. You know, um, they're there for for runners as well. Um, and let's just be community together. That's that's you know, we're not an island. We're we're together in this. Um, what is it that we keep saying to people? Um, the local, um, the running community helping the local community. That's what I want. That's great. That's great. That's great advice, Sarah. Really, thank you. And Dave, anything anything from yourself, mate? Yeah, but well, my last question would be: Have you had any um, anyone doing anything really weird? <laughs> Good question. Um, well, um, so I also um, after everything happened for me, um, I would just need to get out of the house, and it's the same time of um, when the Ukraine war was happening. So I went yeah. to a local food bank, and um, that people were donating clothes. And um, I was packing um, for the Ukraine um, and to, to go and help. And lingerie um, that came through was <laughs> unbelievable. I was thinking, do people really understand what's going on? Um, so that 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 shocked me. <laughs> but um, apart from that, I think most people, um, beans and pasta and things like that tend to come through. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. All the carbs, all the carbs. <laughs> I like the idea of lots of Ukrainians fighting in lingerie. <laughs> Honestly, it was it was it was unbelievable. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, well listen I'd, I'd absolutely love it if if the listeners um who are, who are hearing the show um could get involved themselves so um so hopefully that that all happens um and sarah lastly i guess um if people wanted to get in touch with you to to find out more um mm -hmm. where, where can where can they where can they best do that like on strava i guess social media facebook that kind of stuff um there is a contact form on the website and um, the runners website um which is, is great and um also the food bank run facebook group um we're on instagram as well um so you can message through those um and just reach out any way you can and i'll find you trust me i'll find you <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant. Sarah, Sarah's coming after you. <laughs> she's going to seek out those running clubs, and uh, she's coming for you. And uh, yeah, uh, Craig, I guess the the website, obviously, um, runner.co.uk. Um, is there any uh, special special link or anything like that, or can they find it from the main page? Um, if you go to our homepage, there's a link on the homepage which takes you through to the food bank run. Or yeah, as Sarah mentioned, Facebook's got all the information. So you just go to Facebook and search for food bank run, and you'll find everything there. Brilliant. Excellent stuff. Now, normally on, on, on each show that I record, um, Craig, as you'll know, and Dave, you'll know, I do a, a set of what I call recovery run questions. However, with this like being a group recording and stuff, I, th I thought we might be here for a while if we do that. So instead, um, I thought we might uh, sing a song together. Uh, no, 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 I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. It's going so well, Dan. <laughs> but Sarah, Craig, listen. One question um, for you both. I thought that would be that would keep it nice and simple and stuff. Um, and obviously, because it's a running podcast, maybe bring it back to the to the pure running. So here goes. So Sarah, if you could run anywhere in the world next weekend, any distance, any place, where would it be? It would be to a food bank. Um, of Yay! course, donate. <laughs> 
<laughs> good answer. <laughs> That's such a good answer. Brilliant. Thank you. Craig, easy one here. Um, and I had to think about this for a little while, but I thought, um, what would be a good question for Craig? So here it goes. What awesome bit of kits or kit designs can we see coming from Runner in the near future? And obviously don't hold secrets back here, mate, because we're all friends. Well, we're going to have to sort of come up with some giant bag to be able to carry as much food as possible mm -hmm. to go to the food banks. <laughs> ah, awesome. <laughs> Brilliant. Good answer. Uh, and Dave, you get one as well. Don't worry. I haven't, I haven't, um, I haven't missed right, you out. Okay, cool. But um, Dave, your, Dave, your question is, um, uh, what would you be thinking at five minutes to midnight this coming Saturday night? Um, get me off this fucking track. <laughs> so, so sarah if you don't know like dave and i are running a, a, a track 100 mile race this weekend this coming weekend so wow. that question was kind of hovered around there so <laughs> good luck <laughs> yeah thank you very much listen sarah craig and dave thank you so so much for coming on um sarah like an incredible story that you shared with us thank you again so much for, for doing that and opening up to us and and obviously all the all the great work and enthusiasm for this food bank movement um, so yeah, I really hope that you, you have much success with it and, and let's feed people. Yeah. Yep. Too right. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> Brilliant. Craig, always a pleasure to speak. Good luck with all the upcoming work. And of course, um, you're running too. Dave, I'll be seeing you on the weekend. Take care. Yeah. Take care, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.